go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of In The Zone. I'm here with Giancarlo Aulino and Anthony Pinello. Episode 51, we are one episode away from the year mark. Holy crap, time uh, time has flown. But uh, to start things off, we're going to actually kick it right in the ring. The WWE did a nice draft the last couple, uh, couple nights. And uh, we'll start way back on Friday. The first draft pick in the draft was Becky Lynch. And... Uh, is this a surprise? Going to Raw? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, you just look at the year she's had, and she's on the cover for Christ's sakes, the first female to do that for wrestling. So, she's had an amazing year. She's the Raw Women's Champion. I don't think anyone's been hotter over the course of time that she's been hot. So, I like it. Yeah, she's a Raw Women's Champ. I would hope their first pick is a champion from Raw. But yeah, it's a good first pick. And how, like how about how about the first pick for SmackDown? Because everyone thought it would be Brock, but it was Roman Reigns. Yeah, this whole thing, they made it uh, eligibility list. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> so from that pool, none of the world champs were in there, which is weird. They were on the Monday Night Raw draft, so SmackDown getting Roman Reigns, solid pickup. Just doesn't make any sense having a draft pool for both nights. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. I just started laughing because I'm like, don't you want the champions? And then I realized the rules after. I'm like, okay. But yeah, the video game. (laughs) Both on the cover, both go one and two. Yeah. And then later it was actually the OC that Raw took second. Is that, that's, for me, that's kind of surprising. That's a little high, I think, for them. But it is AJ Styles. You get three and one, too. I don't mind it. Yeah, I mean, it's good stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 up in the air for me. But then the fiend went to SmackDown, and that to me was just a big fat no. I I didn't want him to go to SmackDown at all. Do you want to keep him with Seth? Yeah, I just wanted him to be on Raw. I just feel like it's a better fit for him because you have Lesnar and all these other guys there. It's just I don't know. I I thought when he went to SmackDown, I'm like, does this mean the Seth Rollins feud's done? And then they just keep attacking each other, so I guess it's not done. Whether they do an interpromotional match, I'm not sure. But guess who the draft pick was after that for Raw? We haven't we haven't seen him in a bit. We haven't heard of him in a bit. Drew oh. McIntyre. Oh. <laughs> I think this is uh, this could be their guy moving forward. Uh, a lot of people have told me that there have been rumors there's going to be Drew versus Seth for the Universal Title down the line. I don't know if that's true. Apparently, there's some house shows. That are scheduling that, but yeah, what are your thoughts on Drew going really high? I mean, yeah, I think it's about time because <laughs> the second he came back, we were all saying like, yeah, he's just gonna. We all know who Drew is. He had such a great run in NXT. He can get called up right away and just get going here. And then it just didn't really happen after the Dolph stuff. We we're all kind of confused. So I think him and Seth relive what they had last year a little bit. They didn't really have a one-on-one feud, but they were still involved. I think it can be great. You look at it now, and it's not like no one's really on board with Seth, but down the line, <laughs> I think this can <laughs> no be No one likes stuff. Seth at all yeah. right now. I want to see Drew win the title. I think it's time. He's been uh, in that tag team doing jobs for Cedric Alexander. Shouldn't be doing that unless there's a long-term plan. So Drew, right in the main event scene, I like it. Another, uh, actually, another guy that for me was a surprise going to Raw was Randy Orton. Uh, been a SmackDown guy for what, like three years now? I feel like it's been a while with it's Randy the, since the original 2016 draft. Okay, so he's been yeah. So I don't know. I feel like Randy on Raw 
doesn't have a lot of options, like feuding with people right now. I don't see him feuding with, like, like I can't see him feuding with an AJ for the, like the U.S. title unless you make AJ a face or Orton a face. But who wants no. to see an Orton face turn? I don't know one. No. So I don't know, man. What do you guys think of uh, Randy going to Raw? I'm okay with it. It's a nice change, but if they're turning him face, I'm not a fan. Unless they do Alistair Black versus Randy. Yeah, Orton. I'd like to see that. I think a face turn is out of the question. Yeah. But uh, he's, he's one of those guys, we've said it before, he won't do a program for a couple months, then he'll just kind of come into the light and then he'll work some. Like we saw the stuff with Ali at the last pay-per-view. Like I don't think he's going to work anything for the next month and then they'll just insert him into something that's kind of been his schedule recently. I like the the switch up though. We got a he's been on SmackDown the last three years. Let's see what happens. Yeah, and then we'll uh, right after that was Sasha and Braun going to SmackDown. I like how Sasha going to SmackDown because she has the blue hair. It's fitting. And then you have Braun who needs a fresh start. Been on Raw, I'm pretty sure since he started like dominating. So it's a fresh uh, it's a fresh show, but a lot of similar faces. You have Corbin there, you have Roman there, you have Brock there. So it, it's kind of the same if you think about it. But yeah, Braun going to SmackDown for me is very intriguing. I don't really know what to think of it yet. I want to see him maybe win the IC title down the line. But uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see with that. Uh, with the Sasha one, I like it, but there's not a whole lot of other talent to work with her. So we were going through the names earlier and... Like, yeah, Sasha to SmackDown, she can carry that brand for sure. And then you look around, it's like, oh, no, she can't. She can't carry. There's not a <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to name all the people because it's just easier. Uh, Kevin Owens went to Raw. Is there any significant storyline, you think, for him moving forward? Because just finished a feud with Shane. <laughs> and uh, everyone's like, oh, yay, you got rid of Shane. But, like, now what? You've done... You've been reliant on him for four months. So now, do you think anything interesting could happen with KO? Maybe a KO-AJ feud? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, man, that would be solid. (laughs) Uh, Then you had, of course, they split up R-Truth and Carmella. Carmella went to SmackDown, R-Truth to Raw. A lot of people actually took to social media and were like, oh, I I actually hate that. Like, why would you do that? R-Truth is a fucking star. Carmella's a star. And now they're separated. And even Carmella took to Twitter and was all sad. And I think this means Carmella's going to go back into the uh, title picture. I think she needs to because there's really no face on SmackDown. You have Bailey, Sasha running it there. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I like that the draft results for the women. I think they really fucked up. They have Charlotte and Becky on Raw, which we've seen, like, at the match again yeah. last night. I know. Just if it wasn't enough. Like. <laughs> like we've seen that feud so many times. You could have mixed it up and maybe done, like, Bailey and, uh, well, like, see, like, you've kind of seen everyone, but I feel like maybe you should have kept it with Charlotte Bailey and Sasha Becky. It was know. still fresh because Sasha was just coming off the, the leave of absence, we'll call it. And she <laughs> had that amazing match at Hell in the Cell with Becky. That was solid. So... I don't know. Uh, even Becky, uh, Bailey winning back the title, changing her character—it's great. But you really don't have a top face to go against Bailey right now, unless Not it's yet, Sasha. Imagine, oh my God, comes back face. It's 
What the hell's wrong with you? Well, that was a Bailey goes through another character transformation, comes out with a Bailey buddies again, and she just stabbed them last week with a sword. <laughs> Samoa Joe, another like guy, it. another guy on Raw. He's a Paul Heyman guy. I think he could actually get a push. I don't think he will. I don't know. Uh, it's Samoa Joe. He kind of doesn't win a lot, but that's okay. He's a vet. Um, for me, the one of the biggest. Uh, What's it called? Like the one of the draft picks that I look forward to the most, Alistair Black to Raw. I think uh, Fox is more of like the, it's more of like the how the old Raw was. It's all about show now. Fox is they spent billions of dollars on SmackDown. They want all the big names, and Alistair Black, I kind of think is gonna be more successful going on the brand with, you know, the less attractions. And I think Alistair Black is just going to make a name for himself. Is Raw turning into the wrestling show now? <laughs> it kind of looks like it. If we saw last night, though, I don't know if uh, what kind of show they're turning into. A spa segment? You got uh... <laughs> I don't know what show it is. Yeah, Bobby. Still finding their identity. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, they got to dig know. a little deeper, though. They do. <laughs> But yeah, what are you guys' thoughts overall on the draft? Like the SmackDown, the guys that went to SmackDown, it's star-studded SmackDown. The thing I don't like is The Miz is probably never going to win a title now. Probably not, no. And the probably the best hope was if he went to Raw with Seth. Like, he probably could have worked something there. Samoa Joe is probably, even though he should be a world champ by now, probably not going to win. It's what do you think they're going to do with uh, King Corbin the SmackDown? Uh, They'll feed yeah. him a little technician. Yeah. Daniel I think that's Bryan. when he works best. Daniel Bryan. Daniel but with the, Bryan, eh? The Miz, I think you're looking at him and Shinsuke. Yeah. Going to continue that, looking for the 10th IC title reign. Outside of that, no idea. Kind of like Kit KO going to Raw. It's like a fresh start, like no idea what's going to happen kind of thing. And Shelton Benjamin, what does he do? Like, you just made, like, you put him in the draft? Somebody drafted him and... He has been like five minute matches the last three weeks. What, what are you getting out of him? Just that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Titus O'Neil got drafted. Oh, he's going to be a manager probably. Just going to slide under the ring again. You want to go through uh, one specific name that didn't get drafted? Yeah. Cesaro <laughs> did not get drafted. The Usos also did not get drafted. I don't know why. I don't know where they are. Maybe they're in prison again. <laughs> Rock can use a tag team. They only have like... Was three. it Raw or SmackDown? They have three. Raw has teams. three. That's <laughs> it's not gonna fly. <laughs> yeah, the Viking Raiders, the OC, and the Street Profits. Matt Hardy didn't get drafted. <laughs> Version one, broken Matt, whatever he's gonna be coming whatever back. Whatever Matt as. Hardy, yeah. Jeff All Hardy didn't get drafted. <laughs> oh, that would have been if he had his uh, life in order. That would have been a great draft pick if he came out as a single star again. Brought the old theme back, but he's still smiling in pictures at least. <laughs> Do you guys think Cesaro going to? Like, not getting drafted? Do you think this just spells NXT? It would be interesting. It could. He's, uh, he went down there before for the uh, 2014 as they were starting out. He yeah. did the feud with, uh, was it Sami Zayn at the time? It was Sami Zayn, yeah. Just amazing. So I would. I don't think anyone's opposed to that. No, not at all. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, the Viking Raiders come out with their stupid promo that they usually do and build them up more, and then you have the bar come out, have Sheamus and Cesaro. Go after those fellas. I miss those guys together. There's <laughs> four big dudes the going board. at it. Yeah. Let's do it. The Viking Raiders, so some of their promos, they, they gotta like, you know, <laughs> up it up. I don't know what they're yelling about. Like, 
<laughs> they gotta tone it down. They're relax. looking off into the like, yeah, fucking like, sunset. Uh, actually, something that I uh, really brought up last night to Pinello that he brought up earlier in the pod was, yeah, Kofi Kingston holds the title for six months, loses to Lesnar, and then all of a sudden, yeah, new day, just new day. Not even his own draft pick. Nope. Just the new, the new day. When they showed the three of them, Big E was in the middle, and then Kofi's off to this side. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is hilarious. It's like, what happened? <laughs> Vince is like, yeah, he had his moment. That's it. Back to square one with him. I think they're going to win the tag titles. That's what they're... And then we're going to probably make Kofi be the tag champ with either Big E or Xavier. I think Biggie needs to beat the shit out of both of them. I think so, oh. too. After the revival, after they can't beat the revival. Yeah. He'll That's the final uh, straw. Yeah. It's like, fuck you guys. You can't beat this one team. Look at you guys. You're pathetic. Never been able to. And then just beats the... I, I think he would get more heel heat if he just beat up Kofi. Just just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Just get out of your way. that tag team turmoil, have Kofi beat like all the teams by himself. Have maybe Xavier Woods get injured. And then at the end, when he can't win, Tuesday Night Smackdown, or Friday Night Smackdown, what the hell am I saying? Big E beats the crap out of him. Ooh. I would like that. I'm down. The big ending on, like, the steel steps. Oh. <laughs> well, that would go Big E's shoulder. That, that'd be done. But <laughs> other than that, yeah, I think, I think that could work out. But other than that, to conclude it, what do you think, uh, what do you think the better show is? Oof. I'm thinking Raw. Wow. I don't know. They got those little high-flying technicians over there. It's kind of more my style. They Just got Jinder, that superstar. Oh, oh for sure. Like we'll see him once every four months. Yep. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of mixed, though, when you look at uh, the names overall. I think everyone got a good mix of um, different styles. There's a good blend. Like, SmackDown has more of, like, the main attraction stars. Like, yeah. you said, like, two minutes ago, who were Braun, Roman. Brock. Brock. The Fiend. They have a lot of those guys, but I think there's a good mix. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. So, yeah. I think SmackDown. It's two hours. You got like more of the attractions, like Shinsuke, like The Miz, Daniel Bryan's still there. Then you look at Raw. What are they going to do for three hours now? More spa segments. <laughs> <sighs> now I'm not feeling it. It should be the place to be. Yeah, it should be the A show within a short amount of time. Well. That's it for the draft. Now we gotta talk. We gotta talk about moving forward. Talk about Crown Jewel, maybe. Talk about Kane, Velasquez, and Lesnar. Just want to talk about the build for that. Um, I don't know why this is for the belt. I know that Brock has it, but he doesn't defend it all that often. So I don't know why he even has to defend it against a guy that hasn't even been in a WWE ring. So yeah, Brock Lesnar to me has to retain. I don't think he will though. I think it'll be like a low blow finish. Yeah, <laughs> for Brock, and then that's it. Bullshit. Dominic comes out. He steps in. Let's go. Takes Lesnar to town, <laughs> but then Dominic loses. Yeah, there's no way that's happening. You actually can you see Dominic actually wrestling? I want to see it. They've been like with Samoa Joe. Remember they were teasing that a little bit, and then Andrade again. They teased it, and now with Brock being the crap out of him, he has to wrestle now. I think he's trained. All the bumps he took, he, he can. <laughs> be fine maybe not at that level <laughs> but uh i would throw him in there that's like if you're gonna do something with ray how do you not involve dominic that's true <laughs> how about uh tyson fury oh man uh that guy's a beauty is he is he the face in this or the heel i don't think anyone knows but it's hilarious to see unfold 
because I don't know what to expect when that guy gets on a mic and then like him and Braun it's just such a funny visual and the segments have always been like what the fuck is going on like <laughs> I, I don't know I don't know who's winning but <laughs> I'm kind of excited why was this on Raw Strowman's on Smackdown you got drafted they so this is obviously a one-time thing. He's yeah. gonna smash a table. The other guy's gonna struggle to break a pen. <laughs> like, what did we watch? The feats of strength on Raw. Another one. Yeah, I, t- I take back what I said. SmackDown <laughs> should be the the better show. I'm more excited for that. Oh, man. Tyson Fury. Do you think he's gonna take a bump? Take a bump. I don't know what to expect. I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna take a bump. No. I don't see him taking a bump. Maybe a clothesline. I'm expecting a it. lot of fisticuffs. Whatever they say. <laughs> I could just see Strowman going for like a clothesline and he just doesn't sell anything. It's just like... <laughs> and Braun's like, fuck you, I'm going to hit you in the head now. You got to teach him how to punch like a wrestler. Because oh, when he was taking out the security guards, there's like zero distance on his... Yeah, very Shane O'Mac. But it's, it's been very entertaining, I'll say. <laughs> what do you guys think is going to happen with The Fiend moving forward? Because he has a match against Seth Rollins for the Universal title, but he's on SmackDown. So, uh... What the hell is happening here? Yeah, Seth Rollins burned down his house. That's criminal activity. That is. That's, ar- that's arson. Yeah. That's twice now. What, what's Brick. wrong with this guy? <laughs> but Did you see his tweets? <laughs> Might have been the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, what do you say? He's like, rest in peace to... Uh, what the fuck? The bunny? Rambling Rock. Ra- <laughs> yeah, rambling <laughs> the bunny. <laughs> the bunny. <laughs> I'm so happy I have that on. This is the bunny <laughs> rambling rabbit. R.I.P. rambling rabbit. The then bunny. it's like, oh, of course, Seth, I forgive you. I have to. Yeah, it's like, okay. Did you see Liv Morgan's tweets, by the way? Who wants me? I, think, I uh, do. Imagine she's uh, Sister Abigail. Oh, you've been, are you on that bandwagon? I think so. The more I hear people talk about it, and then the tweet last night kind of... It came out after the Seth Rollins thing. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe this whole new thing that she's waiting to unveil is that she's Sister Abigail. I think that kind of started when uh, she posted an Insta video of just her clipping yeah. her fucking hair out. Just watching the pink hair fall on the floor. She's been ve- like very Sasha. She's been very cryptic with her messages the last little while. So, yeah, that'd be pretty so cool. she doesn't come back bald. Yeah. It's okay. Like, don't Holy go that far. shit. Please don't. <laughs> no. Not the straight edge society yeah, shit. Don't, don't do that, that again. <laughs> Are you straight edge? Yes. <laughs> do you accept straight edge into your life? Yes. There were like a cult every week. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but Bray Wyatt, I think, uh, I don't think he's winning the title yet because it's Seth frickin' Rollins. And together we will burn it down. He did burn it down. But wait, I'm pretty sure, didn't he tweet Bray Wyatt? He's like, how did you get in? Yeah. Like, are you dead? Or something? So it's like, I don't, I don't get this. Is Seth slowly turning heel? I hope so. I really hope so, too. You know what? I think he is. Yeah? Usually I'm like, let's wait a few weeks. Maybe they're just, just a one-time thing, because they do that shit. But the way Raw ended with that segment was, uh, there's no other way to look at it, really. He like, yeah, he was like, he looked pretty heelish. And then, like, they moved him to the other brand, so I'm like, Seth's probably going to fucking win again. 
probably. And he's punching Bray Wyatt. He's like, no, Seth, what are you doing? Like a bully, just starts punching him. I think that was uh, <laughs> it's a fucking disaster, this segment, but that was my favorite part. When yeah. Bray, like, when they stared he's down. He's like, wait, wait, what are you, why are you doing this to me? He's like, it just showed how fucking <laughs> sadistic he is. And then Seth just kept attacking him. Like, yeah, that was my favorite part of that. <laughs> Yeah, Seth is retaining either way. Yeah. Um, but if he does turn heel, his captain is Hulk, Hulk Hogan, so hopefully he curb stomps him. That'd be a great visual. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I'll get the biggest pop of the night. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then, of course, you have all these tag teams. Tag Team Turmoil World Cup. Again, World Cup? There's this World Cup tag team turmoil, and you have the New Day headlining it, so they're probably winning it. Best tag team in the world. And then Mansoor <laughs> taking on the free agent Cesaro, because that is uh, Cesaro's probably the most reliant guy in WWE, so I'll say Mansoor wins. Cesaro puts him over in his home country, and all the guys that are sitting front row in those big-ass seats getting paid will just look and be like, hey, a Saudi guy, uh, cool. He's our guy. Yeah. That's that's spot on. That's literally, <laughs> like, this match is literally for the fans. If you're, like, a Leaf fan and you just like like Mitch Marder. Like, you go to a game, it's like, I don't watch hockey, but Mitch Marder, yeah. I, I like Mitch Marder. Yeah, Mansoor. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm here because of, yeah, he's from here. I like it. I like him. He's cool. It's like, all right. Enjoy the show. <laughs> enjoy your six-hour show. Just see one guy. That will bring out in the fourth hour. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be a ten-minute match. Jeez. Imagine an Iron Man match for half an hour. It's probably going to close. That'll be match of the night. Can you imagine that closes? <laughs> Everyone leaves. Made it. It's time for that match. All right, subscription off. <laughs> yeah, that's just fucking awful. Crown Jewel, though, can't be as bad as the last one. This one can't be as bad as the last one. It'll be a lot more entertaining because you won't have to see Goldberg bust his head open backstage. Wait, do we mean Crown Jewel or Super Showdown? Or just anything in any, Saudi Arabia? Any Saudi show. Okay, they've all been bad. <laughs> So, what was the last one? That was... That was Super Showdown. Yeah. That was Goldberg and Taker. Oh, my God. And which one was Triple H and Orton? That was the same one? Yeah, I think so. That was, that was not good at That was not good at all. Where they that had the a... build-up from 2005 <laughs> before the match. <laughs> Show an evolution promo. I'm like, did yeah. I jump in a fucking time machine or something? The one before that, was that Cena and Orton? Or Cena and Triple H? That, one, Triple that was pretty good, Oh, actually. no, that one was the World Cup. Or Best in the World. That was the last and then crown jewel. Undertaker and uh, Kane versus Shawn Michaels. And that was Orton. awful. Yeah. That was already yeah. a year ago? That and yeah. Shane. Holy. Yeah. The first one was <laughs> Cena, Triple H, uh, Orton, and I don't know who else. But they had the 50-man thing, the Royal Rumble, and Jericho is like 50 or 49. <laughs> I'm going to wish! <laughs> That one was like okay, just the Royal Rumble fell flat. Is that the one Brian lasted uh, like the whole thing? Yeah. yeah. And then Kurt Angle came out, they barely wrestled. <laughs> that would have been a cool spot. Yeah. Is that the one they had 51 people in it? And they goofed yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Titus, I think, came out and there was someone else in the ring that wasn't supposed to be in there. <laughs> but they had a 51 man battle royal. I messed that up. Oh, well, that's basically it for uh, wrestling. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Fire and Desire went undrafted. Oh, that's another team. <laughs> they did go undrafted. That's about it. I would have liked to see them split up, have Raw draft Sonya Deville, oh. and then you see the sunny Mandy Rose. Oh, you Smackdown. know what? I completely forgot. Before we leave, Leo Rush is your new NXT Cruiserweight <laughs> champion. He came to collect. He beat Drew Gulak. 
is a little sign of respect. And then Drew Gulak got drafted to SmackDown. Yeah. So what what do you think this is for uh, for Drew Gulak? You think he's actually going to get a little push? You think he's going to get lost? Probably and, lost. Uh, I'm actually very happy for Leo because things a couple months ago were not doing. He wasn't doing well. And now look at him. Comes back full circle. He's starting his rap career during that time. Yeah. Now he's back. Little side projects. He's, he's an artist. He's a, he's a superstar entertainer. He's a 24-year-old piece of gold, and he's the cruiserweight champion. It's just well too deserved. bad. He's not with the big man, and Lana is. It's he okay. It's okay. I think, I think Lana, Lana wants some of that right now. I think, I think Bobby's doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's winning that feud? Rusev has to win that feud. Bobby already won. Yeah, they just gave him that the first few weeks as a, okay, you're going to lose the match, but we'll give you this beforehand. So Lashley is on Raw. So this means we're not going to get Lesnar and Lashley. No. 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 For a long time. That's Forever. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember that. I remember Alino. He was, he was hyping that one up. Remember like when he had only, the Battle Royal? He's literally only back to face Lesnar. And they fucking mentioned him one time when he was doing the Roman Reigns stuff. And then that was it. And then he even won the number one contender. I love face that. Him. Yeah. And he didn't face Seth him. Rollins won. But last eliminating <laughs> Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman? Damn. I don't remember who the last three were in that. But I remember we bashed it. We're like, yeah, he could have gone with something different. Orton facing Lesnar again is cool. Lashley versus Lesnar, you never seen it. I'll just go Rollins again, sure. Just and then Rollins ended up winning that, which was funny. <laughs> you become a number one contender through a battle royal and then you beat Lesnar. Never heard of that before. <laughs> but now he's burning down the fucking Fiend's house. And I don't like it. The Fiend should actually choke him out. Again. That's, got, that's gonna end like that for Bray every time. One, something's gonna get burned down his house every time. Imagine, on Raw, Becky's in the ring and the Fiend comes out, chokes her out. <laughs> fucking man now. <laughs> he did make it personal. <laughs> Or, or the feed comes out and instead it's Liv Morgan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Liv Morgan. Can you just picture that? Liv Morgan coming out like a little fiend mask. To take on Becky Lynch. Man. Just like, like choking her out. Tall. Oh my god, is that the feed? Oh, is that Liv? Who, like, who is that? <laughs> They'll sell it. Who is that? They got Jerry on fucking Raw. Right oh now. man, he would probably be like, oh my god. And then Corey, would, <laughs> then Corey would be like, my God, oh my God, who is that? Is that Liv Morgan? The hand goes in her mouth for the man of a claw. Ah! <laughs> I fucking love Jerry. He's the best. Oh, I got the divas. Show me those puppies. We, we got carried away here. Oh my God. We did. I love it. But yeah, now we're going to move forward to uh, the NHL. Talk about the la- the Maple Laughs. No, the, the Maple Leafs. Uh, one guy that's impressed me. And this guy uh, is going to be very, uh, is uh, Willie Nylander. He's, uh, he's been very good. Arguably been one of our best forwards, actually. And probably been one of the most confident. He's very poised with the puck this season. You know why? Because he actually has a, he had a, he had a camp. He actually trained properly. There it is. What do you have last year? Like 27 points? <laughs> like 50-something You know games? what? I think you're, I think you're stretching it. <laughs> <laughs> He had six goals, I think, or five. Six or seven. They said the stat, it took him like 25 games to get two goals. He did that in the first two games this year. I couldn't help but laugh. 
<laughs> so good he is. That's where we were at last year. But yeah, I don't know, man. Tavares and Marner the last couple games have not done as much as I would like. Yeah, maybe the Babcock should uh, change up the lines a little bit. Something so stubborn. Maybe put Matthews with Marner and Nylander. Have Tavares with uh, <laughs> oh some of the other guys, like McCav. Can you imagine that line? Matthews, Marner, Nylander? The Eminem line. Hyman's good, though, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, Hyman, Hyman's the best player on our team. I'll play him 25 minutes a night on one leg. you got to see Marner and Matthews, though, because like, yeah. it's your best playmaker and your best goal scorer. Wouldn't that make sense to just put your fucking hands together? What are you talking about? Tavares is the best goal scorer. He had 47 last year. He did. And who helped him get that? Yeah. Mitchie. Mitchie Marman. So I'm like, yeah, just for a game, like, just fucking try it out. It's the same thing for three years. Like, I still, I still don't understand why Kapanen has not been taken off that top line. He has not done anything. If you do that, though. You're yeah, messing I, up the other chemistry. I know, I know, but you might have to do that. I like Janssen better than Kapanen. I think I'm with that so far. Yeah. Going into the year, I was like Kapanen easily. Yeah, same. But uh, Janssen is very quick. He can uh, he can play with Matthews and Willie on that top line. It's been solid. Do you think they're going to ever uh, break up that third line more Kerfoot and Mikheyev? Because they've been uh, one of the better... Uh, Fantasy lines on our team, if not better than Tavares and Marner. I think until uh, Heidman comes back, really. And then they're just going to push more down and maybe push Kapanen down at that point. Because Heidman will just probably go right back with Matthews and Willie. Yeah. But uh, that third line, is to me, it's been our best line. It probably has, <laughs> yes. I love the fourth line. Freddie the Goat, Timoshov, when they play together. They got great chemistry. And then when you see Timoshov out... Freddie the Goat's got to do a little bit more work, so keep it simple. Have those two together and then Spezza, but it doesn't look like Babcock's a fan of Spezza, so who knows how many games or if he'll even be on the team after Christmas. We know he's a very big fan of the Goat, so that's not good for Spezza's case because the Goat over the last couple years is okay. It's been nice when when he's getting out of town now, but now it looks like he's cemented himself as a fourth-line center on this team, and he looks so much better than last year. He does. So we have to remember, like, we were saying this before, like, he's probably a lock on that fourth line. And then he, he would he break his leg or tore his yeah, ACL? Something. And now he's right back to where he was before. So there is there are signs of progression there for the GOAT. Yeah, yeah I, I think you – I don't know why Nick Shore is playing over Spezza. I like Nick Shore. It's just you sign Spezza for a reason. Um, he's a veteran. Just put him in the lineup, plug him with Timoshov, show him the ropes. Even you could eat still like Freddie is 23, 24. He could still Spezza could still show him a couple things. I think Spezza could even try and improve Gauthier's offensive games. You know, like be a little coach, but they haven't been playing him, which is just even the first game when he didn't play, that was baffling. Yeah, I was like, why is Spezza not in the opening night lineup against who? Ottawa, <laughs> his former team. But what are you guys' thoughts on? The Leafs D, because they've been switching every game, it feels like, the bottom pairing. You have Sandin, Marinson, Hall, Gravel, all of them getting a taste, but now it's beneficial. Sandin sent down. I don't know if I like this, to be honest, but I want to ask you guys, what are your original thoughts? Uh, With Bab switching up the lineup, not really surprised, just because he's been doing with the fourth line and the third, so just the very bottom of the lineup he's been switching out. That's kind of his thing. Uh, Sandin getting sent down, I like it. You can get top line minutes in the A. 
Uh, points, I don't know, but he's, he's obviously going to progress down there. He's going to have the puck on his stick a lot. Up here, maybe, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes a uh, night. He's not really going to play on any special teams. I think him getting sent down to the AHL is a good move. I think it's a good move for like two years from now. So his contract-wise, like he can't demand a lot if he says, okay, I was on the team when I was like 20 years old and I was dominating. They have him in the AHL and they can say, okay, we sent you down. And then in two years, they can use that as leverage. I don't know if I like the move. The only reason I watched, the one game that I watched this season, Sanding to me was like the third best D when I saw him. I'm like, this guy, other than the fact that he barely played, I don't know why, they didn't play him at all. They didn't play him on the power play. didn't play him on the PK. Barely saw any time at special teams, so he barely played. But I, I just feel like he's better than Hall and Gravel and you just need I feel like you just needed him to play with maybe like a Riley for now like he, like you don't play him on the power play and penalty kill but you play him for like 18-19 minutes with your top D but the thing that everyone questions is what is Sanding? Is he an offensive D? Is he a two-way D? Is he a defensive D? He's not definitely he's not defensive D but yeah you really don't know with Sanding. I still think they probably could have played him I still think I, I think he, he had a he had a spot on this team, I think, for me this year. I feel like I was really confident he would have stayed. Marinson. They just love Marinson. I don't I don't like him. <laughs> I think it's just one guy over there yeah. that loves Marinson. And it's Babcock. I don't mind it that he's taken up that spot though. Like if, if Sandine, if we don't see him for the rest of the year, I'm fine. I think, I, it's I more think that's the case. I yeah. think it's more beneficial if he stays down there and because like even when Dermot comes back. He's really not going to see much time. Yeah. Because even Dermot's not getting on like special teams. Or he might be on the PK. Yeah, he'll probably be PK. He'll be ahead of Sandine. So on yeah. top of Sandine getting nothing, he's going to get more not- uh, more nothing. So Should Is Dermot a free agent this year? Yeah, I think he's up after this year. At like 863 or whatever he yeah, was making. I don't think he can demand too much. He's though. probably going to want like four. No, that no. I probably get like two. <laughs> I'm giving him no more than two and a half. Okay. And then CC's walking. He's gone. Yeah, wow. CC is gone. Uh, what are your thoughts on CC so far? He's been fine. I think we all kind of knew what to expect the second. Like, oh, you're playing with Riley. No one's really expecting him to jump up with Mo and they dominate together. It's basically what Zaitsev was doing last year. He's just he's sticking to his lane. He's I think he's been fine. Yeah, just staying there, stay at home defenseman. Don't do too much, but he only has a one year, so that's a positive out of this. Do you think there's at any point that the lease will send down Timoshov? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know if I said it last week. There's the fourth line, you'll see like 50 fucking people play. Just because Babs <laughs> loves to. We've been seeing it already with the third pairing D in the fourth line. Every other game, like Shore and Spezza in, and then Timoshov and Patan in. Like, you'll see Bracco at some point. You'll see all these guys come up, I think. I think Patan, though, would he have to go through waivers? He's on a one-way deal. I don't know. He might be the, the lucky one then. Yeah, so they'll Shore just keep Spencer. him. Yeah. So Shore, Timoshoff down, and then they bring out Bracco and maybe another grinder from the team. Oh, my. You know who, uh, you know who Buffalo just uh, sent up? Curtis Lazar. Oh, <laughs> he was in the AHL? Yep. Okay, there we go. You know why? Because you know who was playing over him? Zabotka. And guys like Gergensens. 
Really? Yeah. So did they scratch Sabotka? They did. I don't know if I agree with that. It's either <laughs> it's either Sabotka they scratched or Ukpozo. Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't know then. Because <laughs> Ukpozo is like... Those are two names you think wouldn't get scratched. Yeah. You know what? I lied. Sabotka's on the second line. Yeah, he's too good. I think the guy that's scratched... Oh my, it's Tage Thompson. There it is. I believe that one. Tage Thompson is scratched. And they still have this Victor Olofsson guy. Let's talk about that guy. Yeah, I was just uh, I was watching their highlights last night on the power play. Dahlin at the point, I uh, Olafson on the right side, and then Eichel on the left. And the way it, only those three kind of pass it around amongst each other. It's just fucking magical to watch. And as a Leaf fan, with all of our uh, riches we have on the power play, like watching them play was just like, oh my god, this team's going to be a force to be reckoned with in a few years. Because Dahlin and those three look amazing right now. Olaf Sim was a fourth rounder. 2014. Uh, yeah, 14. Oh, he's still, what, 22? Yep. So I saw stats <laughs> in the Swedish League. He uh, kept progressing every year. Then he had like point per game in the AHL. He was only down there for a few weeks. So this kind of makes sense when you look at uh, his last few years. He, he's been an under-the-radar guy because I remember looking at the hockey news this year. He was their third-ranked prospect. And I'm like, this guy's 22, fourth round. I'm like, okay, we will see. And then training camp looms, and it's like, yep, Olafson's going to be on the top line over Skinner. It's like, all right, we'll see if this works. And so far, I think he already has six goals in the year, Olafson, four of them being power play goals. And, uh, yeah, what do you get? I think Darlene right now is the best D in the league. That's just my opinion. I think this guy has made the case for being the best D in the league. Darlene and Dougie Hamilton are leading the <laughs> way right now. Leading the way. You know what? Fuck Boston. Dougie Hamilton, unreal. Did they win that trade with Hannafin? No. You know why? Because Lindholm went the other way. Ah, yeah. That's why. <laughs> like Hannafin, though. Big fan of his. Yes. Oh, man. Like, a lot of people just underrated Lindholm in that trade. Yeah. They didn't talk about Lindholm enough. Yeah. They were like, yeah, okay, yeah, well, Hannafin's a big one in that one. You get a decent third-line player. It's okay. You got Lindholm, a secondary <laughs> scorer, goes to Calgary. Yeah, 80 points. No big deal. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. But yeah. Um, any surprises so far in the year? Yeah, Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. They went to the freaking conference. Yeah, but their team in the conference final last year. Justin does, Williams. Yeah, looks nothing like the team we're watching now. Reimer, Gardner. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> Reimer stole the starting job from Razik so far. Oh my it's God. hilarious. Never thought I would hear that. So, uh, Reimer and Reimer. Yeah, you said Carolina? Yeah. I'm going Edmonton. Okay. What the fuck's happening over there? James Neal has eight goals. He does. Come on, he's the real deal. He is the real deal. He's getting a chance to show it with the best player in the world. That, can you see that trade now? That looks so... Neil for Lucic. Oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, that's awful. <laughs> that is so bad. Lucic is scratching on the fourth line with Jankowski and Derek Ryan, or whatever his name is. Is it Derek Ryan? It's Derek Ryan. It's Derek Ryan. Yeah. Just that's awful. Rough. Just awful. But I'm not surprised with Edmonton. Just because of McDavid and Dreisaitl. They're, all, they're leading the league. They both have like 13 and 12 points. Neil has eight goals. Mike Smith has been a rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually, I'm, I'm not really surprised with Mike Smith like doing that because he actually was amazing in Phoenix. Phoenix in 2011. Think about that. That team was <sighs> god awful. 
They somehow went to the conference finals that year. They almost went to the final. That would have been something. That was one of the worst series I've ever won. I don't want to get carried away here, but that Nashville-Phoenix series was one of the worst series I've ever... And the LA-Phoenix series. Was that the second round, Nashville? I remember that happened. We're like, these are two teams that I thought if they ever met would be the worst thing ever. That was at the time, though. (laughs) I remember watching uh, Game 2 of Phoenix-LA... And I'm just watching this. I'm like, yeah, okay, you had Phoenix, who I think was the sixth seed, and you had LA, who was the eighth seed. And LA just, like, every game just dominated them quick, got contested like 20 shots. It just, it was so easy. It was just such a shame, don't. It was Bodker's coming out party in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, that was when Corey Crawford was ass. (laughs) Remember that series? Holy ass. That was clean. Old-time hockey. <laughs> Holy shit. What the hell were we talking about? <laughs> we're talking, we were actually talking about Buffalo. Talking about, oh, well, Carolina, Edmonton, Edmonton yeah. Buffalo. The surprises? The three best teams in the league. <laughs> what the hell is going on with Tampa, though? Because, like, Stamkos has already come out to the media. We got to cut the shit. We got to be better. And it's like, relax. You guys are you're Tampa Bay. And, guys, let's just talk about Kevin Shattenkirk right now because he's also had a resurgence. And uh, he's right now he's outplaying Victor Hedman. I'm stunned. I really don't know what to say to that. You know, early on in the season when there are a lot of names you wouldn't expect to be lighting it up and then they just kind of fall off the face of the earth after a while? That's going to be Kevin Shattenkirk. Yeah. He's, like, I think he'll be fine throughout the year. He'll do exactly why, uh, what they brought him in to do, but he's not going to maintain that pace. Victor Hedman's their guy. I, I think Shan Kirk will be a solid second power play unit guy if he doesn't get bumped by Sergachev. But, yeah, he's had a good start. I'm happy for him, but I don't see it lasting. Do any of the three teams we just mentioned, do they maintain the pace and maybe make the playoffs? Oof. Buffalo. No. Uh, not Edmonton. No? I can confidently say that. <laughs> I would say it would be uh, Buffalo out of the three. Wow. I don't see it with Carolina. I'm kind of with Alino with Carolina. Like, they're okay, but that's kind of where I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I think Buffalo could uh, could surprise some guys. They could surprise people. It would have to be wild card, though. Yeah, like yeah. Our, our division's too – it's too good. Um, <laughs> Even Florida. Like, Bobrovsky and Bobrovsky has not been good. Yeah. Against Carolina that first game, yeah. and what was it, 5 nothing after the first? Even la- even <laughs> yesterday he was awful, but he still got the win, 6-4. What about the Devils? <laughs> they've well, been, you they've know blown what? like 3-4 You know what? The Devils are, they don't know what their identity is. They have no idea what the hell they are. P.K. Subban is just, he looks off. They've played, what, five games? Five or six games. They've given up, they've led... I think four of the six games, and they've they've lost all of them. I saw the one against the Jets. They were up four nothing, and they lost in overtime, like six five. The <laughs> only good thing right now coming out of New Jersey is Blake Coleman. I think he's been just unreal. Him and Gusev have just been amazing. Paul Mary's been okay. Heischer's been pretty good. Pavel Zaka actually had a three point game yesterday. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jack Hughes, no points. Nothing yet. So um, it's okay. He, yeah, but he's that type of guy right now. You're looking at all the chances he's getting. He's generating chances. He just has no puck luck. 
I'll take that all day if yeah. I can. Yeah, like he, like you could tell. Like I think I sent you a clip. He like missed an open net, and he just like slammed his stick. And like you could tell, like he's like, "Fuck, nothing's going for me right now." But when it does get, when he gets going, I still think he could get. He could hit sixty points. He's that good, man. He's gifted. I think maybe fifty, like around there. I think it'll first be first year. It'll be tough playing with Simmons on the yeah, third line. That's the only problem. Yeah, they gotta they gotta relax with Zajac. Because they even have him on the first power play. Like, you got to relax with him. There might be something we don't see there. Because there are players around the league, you're like, why the fuck's he playing over this guy? That's been Zajac the last, like, five years, I feel like. But Zajac has just become, like, more healthy the last two years. And he's really kind of... I don't know why they traded Henrique. Never should have traded Henrique. I, I love Vaughn. He's he brings, I guess, that power play spark. But now they don't even need him because they got Subban. Yeah, so, Butcher too, and they got Butcher and Zaverson. So, yeah, I don't know really why they did the trade, but um, I do love uh, I do love Zajac defensively. But like, you can't play him top power play over Heischer. That you you can't do that. To me, for me, you can't do that. But man, I just saw another guy I want to talk about. This guy has actually been wonderful, but their team. Not so good. Anthony Mantha and Dylan Larkin. These guys have been carrying Detroit. Do you guys see them being fantasy like superstars? Do you see them carrying Detroit anywhere? Or is it just another last place type finish? I have them both. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, love Larkin and Mantha, but um, I just look at that team as a whole. It's going to be hard to climb out of not going to say the basement because they're better than a few teams in the league, but I really just don't see them going anywhere. Are they better than Columbus? That's a tough one. Yeah, if Columbus <laughs> had a goalie, I'd say Columbus, yeah. but yeah, that's too... That's <laughs> tough. The Larkin and Manta, they got to like carry... like Similar to Mc, uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl, it's all them. If they have any chance <laughs> in hell, it, they have to carry pretty oh much the God. whole load. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I have no idea what to expect with a lot of teams in like the East and the West, like even Winnipeg. Like the, that rookie Hainola has been amazing, and Bufflin hasn't shown his face, and Line A is lighting up the league. He has like eight assists. It's just, it's hilarious to see. And yeah, Kyle Connor has been struggling. He has like 30 shots, though. Oh, wow. And he has like one goal. So <laughs> shooting percentage is abysmal. But. Other than that, who do you guys think is the team to beat right now when you look at, like, complete team? It's tough. We did surprises before, right, with Edmonton, Carolina? Yeah. I don't know. You know what? I feel like it's still Vegas because Glass is Glass and Stastny, and even Eakin is solid. So I still think they're going to be a top three team in the West, the Vegas Golden Knights. I don't know if I can argue that. I'm trying to think around the league. Like, I don't. I still think it's a little too early to tell. I want to say Boston too. I was. I didn't want to say it just because <laughs> <laughs> I was watching last the fucking Pasternak with four goals and they got a really nice goalie situation there. But uh, oh. I don't know if they're top of the league. I, I'm always going to say Nashville just because they've been there for so long now. I don't know, man. Rene's looked awful so far. This might this this might finally be the year. Is this is finally it? Five years in a row. Because Saros has started, I think three of like they've split it so far. So I don't know. We'll see. 
We'll see. Maybe San Jose now with Marlowe back. He's uh he's cooking it up. Two goals in his first game back. I like it. I think I think Timo Meyer has to step up. Hasn't done really much. Even Hurdle, he has one point. I think uh, they need to step up. But yeah, Marlo coming back, getting those two goals is just nostalgic. It was great. You could see he was emotional. Um, I don't expect a big season from Marlo, but I really do hope they go far in the playoffs because having Marlo and Thornton on the same team both at like forty <laughs> is just hilarious. And technically, they shouldn't be in the league anymore. Like, I love both guys. Maybe Thornton can still go, but Marlo, I... Man, that's a... I really don't know with Marlo. That's a dream for a franchise. I I fucking wish we had that. 10, 15 years from now, we have fucking... Let's just say for, like, arguments, say one of our stars leaves, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll sign a one-year deal with Toronto to try to win the... That would be fucking amazing. That would. Phil Kessel in three years. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of a no, heyday. Sure. <laughs> oh, Phil the Thrill returns. Oh, and more hot dogs for Phil. No. Oh, that blah blah. Oh, the the American connection. It'll be Kessel and Matthews. You know what he'll do? There was a one who wrote about him with the hot dog, Steve Simmons. Yes. Probably put his Stanley Cup rings in there and be like, see that? That's a winner, bitch. Boom. Boom. <laughs> but then you'll probably have four. If Arizona wins a cup. Oh, yeah. Like the four horsemen sign and go like that. And then have them all on his middle finger. Here's my Stanley Cup rings. Okay, biggest question. Who gets more points season's end? Patrick Laine or Kyle Connor? I'm going to go Patrick Laine. Wow. Laine for sure. For sure. Yeah. How about uh, where where would you rank Line A right now? Would you say he's back at like his old state around seventy six points? It's really starting to look that way because uh, I read an article and one of the Winnipeg writers said that this guy looks like he's night and day from last year, which is so good to hear because <laughs> things were not going well for Line A. We were bashing him on the pod. Hopefully he's uh, matured and uh, we'll start seeing why he went second overall. An absolute monster. You just look at the guy's skill set. Uh, one of the best shots in the league. He's 6'3". He's like a fucking horse. The guy's huge. He's one of those guys, like, you can't tell he's going as fast as he's going. It's it's like the term they say, he's skating downhill. So when a guy like Line is going at top speed, like, it's probably the most, the scariest fucking thing possible. The guy who can shoot it like that, too. I'll never forget, when, when me and you went to the Russia-Finland game. At the World Cup? The hype for this guy... <laughs> was like up like was unworldly like we're in the because remember we had like that access like all the guys are coming out like you had Aho, Barkov, Ranton and like their team was loaded and then Line A was the last one to come out and all the little kids were losing their mind this guy hasn't played an <laughs> NHL game yet they're like oh Line A yeah Line A he also towers over everyone so he just stands out oh and he was even with Ranton and all those guys there. oh their team's loaded <laughs> <laughs> it's I think he was probably the best player. No, Panarin was the best player that game. I remember vividly him on Russia. He ran that team that game. Heard he was skating was circles in the, in the <laughs> offensive zone. He was just skating circles with the puck. I'm like, this guy, Panarin. Chicago has a stud in Panarin. And they traded And they traded To Columbus. Yeah, but uh, I think the points will be similar for Line. Just maybe a little. Going to get more assists this year. He had fucking 20 last year. He's got eight assists now already. So yeah, yeah. That's pretty look, funny. It'll look a little different on paper, but I think he'll get back to that. I hope so, for his sake. Now, we talk about assists for Line. How about switching it up? How many goals for Matthews? 
many goals? Oof. 50. 50. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say uh, 53 <laughs> in a full year. Does he get more goals than McKinnon? Yeah, with 53, that that's probably a Rocket Richard winner. Yeah. I think McKinnon will get like 40. For like somewhere around there. I don't see him getting 50. To I me, that would be a dream, though. Just have Matthews, McKinnon, 1-2. <laughs> yeah. I feel like based on the start with Tampa Bay, I feel like they need Braden Point. Because like without Braden Point, they just seemed... Like a mess. Well, we saw in his first game back, yeah. he scored two goals against the Leafs. And we got <laughs> slaughtered. Yeah. Yeah, at home. It makes sense, though. It's, it always uh, happens, though. It's your second-line center. He put up, what, 90-whatever points last year? They're saying that he is the engine that drives that team. Like, he's the main guy there. Well, they did put him in the middle of uh, Stammer and Cooch against uh, Toronto, so... Yeah, so they moved Stamkos over to the wing, so that really is saying something. Point, Stamkos, and Kucherov? Remember Stamkos? That's the best line I've ever heard. <laughs> Remember Stamkos was in like a little fit because he didn't want to go to the wing, and there was like all that infighting with the coach. Like, just go on the wing. <laughs> Suck it off. Wasn't that with Tyler Johnson? Yeah. Yeah, he was because he had like 70 that year. Oh, 14, like, yeah, 15. Tyler Johnson, we'll put him the first line center. Stammer, go to the wing. No, I don't want to go to the wing. Are you nuts? Like, it's all forward. Just go up, skate around. <laughs> I'm much bigger than Johnson. <laughs> put Johnson on the wing. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, that's that's it for this week. Um, as we, no, no surprises for hockey. McDavid leads the league. There's really no surprise. The only surprise is James Neal's resurgence. But that's because of connor mcass fuck because patrick maroon two years ago had 30 goals oh with edmonton God, I remember that. <laughs> so and zach cassian i'm pretty sure or chase on last year had like 20, yeah, 20 yeah. yeah so mcdavid's a player yes. so neil should get 35 i'm hoping because he has an unreal shot and he's still he's th- what 31 he yeah, he's still, still he's still young bigger question is how bad is lucic if those guys are getting all those goals and he got nothing <laughs> At first, I thought they were going to put Lucic on, like, the second line, like, drop Froelich. You could have Kachuk, Backlund, Lucic. But, man, they just put Lucic on the fourth line. They're like, yeah, you know what? Like, you barely have any offense left. We'll put you with Jankowski and Derek Ryan. Place nine minutes a night. Here's your seven mil. Awful trade. I think he needs to look at what Babs is doing with Spezza and just scratch him every game. Or every other game. because like, he has a full no move. I'm surprised no he hasn't, like, tried to lose weight. I think they're just writing out the deal now. Yeah, they have to. You think he's in a... Re- yeah, he's, he, I think he's retiring. No, he might look at a one-year yeah. 700K or some shit, but, like, the days of Lucic being a useful player might be coming to an end. I think they have. If you're yeah. fourth line on Calgary and guys like Sam Bennett are ahead of you in the depth chart. I think- Fuck it, he's still in the league. He's still going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. I hate that deal, Lucic. And I knew for sure that was gonna fucking backfire. Because Neil is not that bad. I just love looking at that year of all the bad Erickson and Ladd and Lucic. All <laughs> it was all that year. All Shirelli's fault. <laughs> Gives him a contract like that. Oh, no move, no waiver, no trade. Okay. Andrew Ladd is literally nowhere to be found. I just. I have not heard his name in two years. Like, the last time I heard him, he got a goal. His line mate was probably Cal Clutterbuck. Like, I, I really don't remember the last <laughs> time Andrew... Line. I, actually, no, the last time I heard Andrew Ladd was probably he was playing with Tavares on the top line. So not recently. No. no. <laughs> Should have stayed in Chicago. The fact That's that Dal Cole up. is on the Islanders shows 
Why? Like, where the hell is Andrew? Where the hell is he? He had a sweet assist last game. I don't I think, think he's finally coming up. I don't think he. I don't think so. We'll see, but I don't. We hope so. I hope so, but uh, it'll it'll come out of nowhere at this point. <laughs> well, he, if he comes out, it will be scary because you'll have Dal Cole, Barzell, Bailey, Nelson. At least still there. Yeah, Eberle's contract is not good. But hopefully he could get 60. Why did we have to finish on the Islanders? I don't know. <laughs> we, we, were just, we were just going off. Go Leafs, go. Go Leafs, go. Yeah, fuck, fuck, you know what? Fuck the Islanders. They boot Tavares. You can go fuck yourself. That's it for this week. Next week is uh, the one year, and uh, I think Alino has something cooking for next week. Oh. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I just, I just said that, but... Uh, We'll see what happens. Yeah. Boom.